cup of coffee. Give me a word that rocks me. A lot of Jesus, a little caffeine. World awaits out the front door. Let it wait just a bit more. Cause I need Jesus and a little caffeine. Good morning, everybody out there in podcast land. And welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. I'm your host, Jay Brooks, and this is a daily devotional Bible study where I dig into the scriptures, enjoy some good coffee, and get my day started right. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. This is my morning devotion recorded so that maybe something that I notice or say will be used by God to touch you and give you fuel for your busy, busy day. So if you love Jesus and you love coffee, this is the place for you. Come on in, grab your Bible and your coffee and join me. If you don't love Jesus and or coffee, come on in anyway. You just might hear something that will make your day better than it might have been. That's John Waller in the background there. A good Christian brother, a talented entertainer, and a regular guy. My wife and I met him August 5th, 2017 at a free concert he gave at a church. We spoke to him about 15 or 20 minutes. He wasn't rushing us. He just was generally interested in having a conversation. How's that for humble? He loves Jesus, and he loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today, I will once again be reading from the HCSB, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. I'll be reading John chapter 7, verses 37 through 52. Okay, let's pray and get into the Word. Almighty God. We come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your holy word. Change us with your word, because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word, because we desperately need to hear your voice, and reveal yourself to us from your word, because we desperately need to know you. Amen. On the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, he should come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been received, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. When some from the crowd heard these words, they said, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Messiah. But some said, Surely the Messiah doesn't come from Galilee, does he? Doesn't the scripture say that the Messiah comes from David's offspring and from the town of Bethlehem, where David once lived? So a division occurred from the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the temple police came to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, Why haven't you brought him? The police answered, No man ever spoke like this. Then the Pharisees responded to them, Are you fooled too? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which doesn't know the law, is accursed. Nicodemus, the one who came to him previously, being one of them, said to them, Our law doesn't judge a man before it hears from him and knows what he's doing, does it? You aren't from Galilee too, are you? They replied. Investigate, and you will see that no prophet arises from Galilee. During this feast, the priests drew water from the pool of Siloam, which was the only source of drinking water for the city of Jerusalem. 
Each day they would make a show of ceremonially marching to the pool with golden vessels to scoop up water, and then they would march back to the temple and pour it out in the court of the priests. This was a very elaborate display accompanied by trumpets. As they drew the water, they would recite Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, You will joyfully draw water from the springs of salvation. It was said that anyone who had never seen the ecstatic display of joy as the water was poured out on this last day had never truly seen rejoicing. John doesn't say exactly when Jesus did it, but it makes sense that it would have been immediately after the water was poured out that he cried out, If anyone is thirsty, he should come to me and drink. This would have shocked the crowd and identified him as the fulfillment of this feast. Jesus, as he told the woman at the well, gives living water, which will quench your thirst for the things of this world that distract you and come between you and your God. At this point, some of the people, not the Jews, as John refers to the religious authorities, say this is the prophet. Now, earlier they were saying, could this be the prophet? They are saying at this point, this really is the prophet. This expected prophet that Moses foretold may or may not have been the Messiah. Others, however, who are now convinced say, surely this is the Messiah. The tide is turning. However, there is still division among the people. Can the Messiah come from Galilee? Which echoes Nathaniel's remark in John 1.46, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth is a village in Galilee. Back in verse 32, the temple police were sent to arrest Jesus. Now they come back empty-handed and say, No man ever spoke like this man. Jesus' words, as he said earlier, are spirit and truth. Nobody who met Jesus in the flesh was untouched by his presence and his words. These men are moved by his words, and after hearing him speak, return from where they came because they can't bring themselves to arrest him. No man ever spoke like this man. The condescending attitude and haughtiness of the Pharisees and chief priests show who they really are. You fools, you uneducated rabble, you know nothing. None of us have believed him except maybe that fool Nicodemus, who, like this troublemaker, must be from Galilee too. The significance of Jesus saying, If anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. At this point, in this feast, cannot be overlooked. Jesus is fulfilling this ceremony. Jesus is the source of living water. Oh, be a fool. I don't mind being a fool like Nicodemus. I don't mind being a fool for Christ. I hope you don't. Have you heard his voice? Have you consumed the living water? Have you consumed the bread of life? Are you willing to stand up for what you know and believe? Are you willing to be ridiculed? Are you really willing to be looked down upon because you are a fool for Christ? I'd rather be nothing, nothing other than a fool for Christ. I pray you will meditate on these things today and be drawn closer to him because of something that I may have said today. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen.
It may God richly bless you.